0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, I would like to start the new year with a Very encouraging message that even uh, touched my own heart. And the topic of today's sermon is, I believe now that you can. I believe now that you can. Let me start by reading Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is about now. Not about the past, but it's about now I have confidence. I believe that all of us have faced situations that seem like that they will not work out very well. The situation that looks so impossible to have victory. You may face a medical illness that you don't see how you're going to get well. Maybe your business is getting worse and you get into debt and you don't see how you're going to get out of the debt. Or you may have a vision and a dream and the destiny that God gives to you and you don't see how you can accomplish the vision and the destiny. Too often, we get discouraged and we settle and we say, oh, this is my share. This is my lot. This is the way it is. The condition is meant to be this way, and we give up. I would like to share with you a story in the Bible that I like so much. In John chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet With her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed there where he was. Two more days. Then I will read verses 17 to 23. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord Martha said to Jesus, this is a key sentence I want to emphasize today. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. This lady named Martha and her sister Mary were close friends with Jesus. They hung out together. They had Jesus to their home and have meal together. And Martha was facing an impossible situation because her brother was extremely sick. She sent word to Jesus. Jesus, could you please come? My brother is sick. We know that you could raise the dead. We know that you could calm the storm. We know that you heal the leper. And we know that you could heal any sickness and cast out demons. This is an emergency. Please come. One day passed by. Martha had not seen the evidence of Jesus showing up. Then she asked her assistant, I believe. Did you tell him? that this is a message from your close friend, Martha. Did you tell him that this is an urgent situation? And the assistant might have said, yes, I told him that this is a big deal. Your brother is really sick, and we need your healing and miracle. Another day went by. I believe Martha woke up early in the morning. She went to the window and looked for the sign that Jesus would show up. But again, Jesus did not show up. She might have thought that he would show up on the second day at any moment. It may take some time to travel from another city. And the third day went by. And then nightmare came in. Lazarus, her brother, passed away. I believe that both Martha and Mary cried. They were very disappointed and upset. They just lost their brother. This is an impossible situation now. Their close friend, Jesus, could heal people, but he did not show up. They must be very disappointed. Four days later, Jesus showed up at the front door and knocked on the door. Hi, Martha. Here I am. Four days later, after the brother passed away. Have you ever experienced a situation in your life that it seemed like God delayed his coming and his help? Have you ever have experience of the impossible situation when God did not answer your prayer at your timing? You believe that the problem can be resolved by God, but He did not turn it around. Medical reports are getting worse, and your medical condition or sickness has been getting worse. Your business did not make it, and God has not answered your prayer. Martha was crying. Martha was very disappointed. And this is, again, the sentence in the Bible. He She said to the Lord Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But, everyone say but. I know, everyone say I know. know. Everyone say I believe. believe. That even now, everyone say "Now." now. God will give you whatever you ask. She was saying to Jesus, Jesus, I'm disappointed. How could you do this to us? You are our close friend. The least thing you can do for us is to show up three days ago and healed our brother. Martha and Mary could have turned and walked away with bitterness, anger, and disappointment. And if they had done that, the story here would have come to an end and we would not talk about it today. But thank God, Martha and Mary did not hold grudges. Martha did some amazing thing, extremely significant thing that is the key for all of us to have a supernatural breakthrough in our life and that we can see the miracle happen in our life. She said, I know that even now you can ask God And God going to turn the situation around for me. The odds are against me. And it look impossible that my brother will come alive again. But I believe you can raise the dead. I believe you have the way when I have no way. Mother had faith in her heart. And she spoke the words of faith before the Lord Jesus Christ. There will be times in our life, all of us, I believe you can identify what I'm sharing right now, that you will face like mother situation. And in that situation, you need to have this now faith and confession. Maybe you have been sick for a long time, and the medical reports say you have no way to be healed. It's incurable disease. And you're going to keep getting worse. Maybe the doctor say you have only six months to leave. Or maybe your business is going downhill. But you say, but even now, I believe that you shall prosper me. And my business will turn around. And you can say, even though right now my marriage is falling apart. But even now, I believe you can restore my marriage when things look impossible, when the odds are against us, when you don't see the way to have things work out for you, don't complain, don't get upset, don't settle at defeat, don't be discouraged, but pray like Martha and speak like Martha. I believe, Father, you can turn my children around. Maybe your children has gone away from the Lord. And now you say, I believe even now you can bring my children back to God. Maybe you want to get pregnant. And the medical doctor say, no, you cannot get pregnant. You have problem with your fallopian tube. And you say, but even now I believe you can give me a child. I can get pregnant. Maybe you lost some relationship in your friendship with other people. And you say, even now, I believe the friendship will come back. I believe you are the almighty God, and you have the final say for my situation. You control the universe. You still sit on the throne. Nothing is impossible with you. Nothing is too hard for you. I don't see a way, but you can make a way for me. If you have this kind of faith, I believe God will move his hand. God will move the heavens and the earth and make his promise fulfilled for your life. But the key is you must have this kind of faith, the now faith and the confession of faith. Maybe the situation in your life is too far gone. It's too late to correct the problem. But God said to you today, I can still fix it for you. Because I am the almighty God, and I can make my promise fulfilled. I can restore your relationship. I can still prosper you and bless you and make you overflow. Because I am the almighty God. Many years ago, a medical doctor began to experience joint pains, terrible pains in her joint. The pain was so bad that she could even function. She could not function very well. And she ended up having knee operations on both sides. But after the operation, she did not get better. She continued to get worse. She has to walk about 45 minutes from the parking lot of the church to get into her seat in the sanctuary. She never complained. She never got mad at God. She never quit going to church. She find out that her Arthritis, or joint disease, came from a genetic problem. Her father began to have that problem at 20-something years old, about early 20. And then he died at 43 years old because of this disease, genetic disease. Her grandmother became polarized since she was young because of this disease. She has to wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning to loosen her joint in order to get to work at 8 a.m. in the morning. Her condition was very bad. And the medical doctor said to her, we're sorry, we can maintain it, but we cannot cure your problem because your genetic disease has been passed down to you from generation to generation. This medical doctor can settle in that sickness. She just say, okay, this is my lot. I'm going to live like this. I'm going to die sooner. And my destiny will be terrible just like my dad and my grandma. But thank God, this medical doctor knew the principle of faith. She acted like mother. She did not settle in that sickness. She did not give up. She said, this is a new day. The bug must stop with me. No more genetic disease in my family. In spite of what has been passed, Thou to me from generation to generation. In spite of the medical records say, or medical reports say, in spite of what I was told, or my symptom, I believe that now you can help me and heal me. She did not get healed overnight or immediately. But as time go by, she got better and better and better. She was using cane, to walk because of the joy disease. But eventually, she was made whole. She was completely healed and doing well. And she stopped having pain and stopped using the cane. God healed her because she has that faith, like Marta, that the impossible situation can be turned around by the power of God. Amen? Amen. You may argue with me right now, but Pastor, my family... We all get depressed. My mom is depressed. My dad is depressed. My grandmother is depressed. I have to live with this depression all the days of my life. But I want to tell you, God can make you the turning point of your family line. If you just have this faith. But even now, I believe God can set me free from this depression. And I believe God can set you free. You have faith and confess it. And you live a life that have a right attitude. Do your best for God. Seek the kingdom of God first and repent every single day. As you have faith and reach out to God and seek God first, He can breathe His life into you. The life that would change and turn your situation around. He can dispatch all the angels to come and help you. And He can give you victory and joy and peace into your life. Addiction maybe pass from generation to generation into your life. You may have tendency to go into like gambling or smoking or using drugs. But instead of staying that way and learn how to live in that generational curses, you say, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to put an end to this addiction in my life. I'm going to do like Martha did. I believe in my heart that now God can set me free from this addiction. And I know God can do it for me. Amen? Maybe you say, my family has been poor. My family has been defeated. Therefore, now I'm poor. I'm defeated. I never have any good breaks in my life. We came from the wrong side of the tracks. But there's no such thing of the wrong side of the tracks after you become a Christian. Because now, you are a son and a daughter of the Almighty God. You have the gene of God on the inside of you. You have His DNA on the inside of you. You have a new DNA now, not the DNA of your parents anymore. He can put the crowds of favor upon you. He can put the seed of graces into your life. And you can say, God, I believe now. You can give me good opportunities. You can give me new doors and give to me all the divine connection and increase in my life and I will not stay defeated and being poor forever. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to be the blessing to the nations. Amen? I'm going to be a person who make a difference in my family. I'm going to put an end to it because I believe in the Jehovah. I believe In the Almighty God. In the book of Psalms, chapter 5, verse 12, the Bible says, For it is you who blesses the righteous man. O Lord, you surround him with favor as with a shield. You must believe that God shall bless the righteous like you, who believe in God and who has faith in God and walk in repentance every day, seeking the kingdom of God first every single day. And God will surround you with his favor. God is a supernatural God. But why do we have to approach Him by faith? Because God meets us at the level of our faith. If we believe that we're going to be sick forever, we're going to be sick because that is our faith. If we believe that I'm going to be in addiction and poor forever, God cannot help me. That is the level of your faith. He's going to meet you at the level of your faith. That's why you need to change your faith to the level of God. Amen? Take the limits off of God. Believe that God can do miracles in your life. God can change the impossible thing and turn the problem around and give you victory. You can see miracle happen in your life. Don't have this thinking. Oh, Lazarus has died already four days. He is in the tomb. There's no way he's going to come back to life again. You may think the same way like that. My business has gone downhill. Wow, I'm in a big debt right now. I cannot get out. This is impossible. The odds are against me. It's impossible for me to get out of this debt. But you need to think another way. God, I believe now you can turn the things around for me. You can set me free. Your power is greater than the power of the enemy. And what the enemy meant evil to me, you can turn it around and do good to me. And not only that, to other people as well. You are such an almighty God. you can going use this negative situation for my advantage. I will not only come out from the problem, but I will come out from the problem better and more blessed than before. I like this scripture about Joseph in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20. But as for you... You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. When you approach God by faith, if you are sick, you say, God, I know that even now I will be healed from sickness, but not just healed from sickness, but I will be strong to travel, to do mission work. I can Do the work of God all days long without being tired. I will be not just healed from sickness, but I will be strong to serve the Lord. Maybe you are in debt. You say, God, I know that even now I can live debt free. I can pay off my house mortgage. And not only that, I shall be blessed to overflow, that I can give and give to the gospel, that I can help the church to preach the gospel and I can pay the airplane ticket for my team to go to foreign land. I will have more than enough, not just to get by. Not only debt-free, but I will do great work for God because I am so blessed by God. That is the faith that we should have, that believe that we don't even just come out from the impossible situation, but we can be the blessing to the nation. Is that what Moses did? Moses And the children of Hebrew faced a dead end. They came to the Red Sea. And the army of Pharaoh came behind them very fast to take them back to be slavery in Egypt. Wow. That situation looked impossible. They did not have a boat to travel across. They did not have any sword and spear to fight with the army. But Moses understood the principle of faith. He said, yeah, this looks impossible. The odds are against us. But we believe even now God can set us free. And look at Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 to 16. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Wow, this is a statement of faith. It looked impossible, but he declared that his enemy is going to be gone. The Lord will fight for you, and he shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward and lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. You can see here the principle of faith. Moses also had faith in his heart, and he spoke that even now God can set us free. How about Abraham? Abraham received the promise from God that he and his wife would have a baby boy. That is really against the natural law, the law of nature, or the medical law. He got older and older, and I believe that his wife might not have the menstruation anymore, no more eggs come out. Wow, it looked impossible. But I believe Abraham prayed every morning, God, I have faith. I believe that even though this looked impossible, even though the gynecologists say, that I could not have a baby with my wife. It sounds impossible. But I know, I believe that even now, your promise will become fulfilled. Romans chapter 4, verses 19 to 21 say, And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. He did not look at his own body. Already dead since he was about 100 years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, given glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. My dear brother and sister, you may be like in the situation like Moses, or Abraham, or Martha. You face a difficult, hopeless, impossible situation. Please don't complain. Please don't have a bad attitude. Please don't leave the church. Please don't leave Christianity. Don't get mad. Don't become bitter. You stand up in faith. Dig your heel in and say, I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to fight with a good fight of faith. My Lord, I know that this looks impossible. I know that the medical report is bad. But I know... And I believe that even now, you can heal me. You can turn the situation around. Don't accept defeat. Don't settle something below the heaven level. Fight with a good fight of faith. You can enter into the fullness of your destiny. Your dream will become fulfilled by the power of God. The sickness will be gone because... You fight with the good fight of faith. You must say the same way like Martha. I know, I believe, now that you can God. When you don't see the way out, God has the way out for you. When the natural law says it's impossible, you believe that your God is supernatural. He is above the law of nature. Sometimes you might wonder, why Jesus did not come to heal Lazarus right away. It's so significant to see that Jesus waited for four days before he showed up. Lazarus was very sick. Wow, he should show up the first day and save him from all the troubles and chaos and all these things. But Jesus did not show up. There is always a reason for the delay. And one of the reasons is that It's a test of your faith. God wants to test your faith. You must pass the test of your faith. Are you going to be discouraged when God hasn't answered your prayer at your timing? Or are you going to keep having faith, stand up in faith? Are you going to wait for the miracle that God is going to show you later on? Or are you going to give up your faith? If you give up, you will miss the miracle. If you say, forget about this. I quit going to church. I quit reading the Bible. I don't believe God can help me. You're going to miss the miracle of God. You need to press in. Stand firm in your faith. Keep fighting the good fight of the faith. Keep passing the tests, Staying in the faith. And even though you don't see anything happen yet, keep your good attitude. Seeking the kingdom of God first. Repent of your sin, going to church, serving the Lord, and don't quit. Just keep going and going. Many people get discouraged before the miracle comes. They say, they complain, it's too bad. This is the lot of my life. I think God wants me to be sick like this. God wants me to be poor like this. God wants me to be broken like this or lack like this. Oh, I just accept the situation. I will not get out of the debt. I will not get out of the sickness. Oh, I'm going to have to face the divorce. Oh, this is the way it is. I quit. If you do that, you will not see the miracle. What you need to do is like what the Bible says in John chapter 11, 32 to 35. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet. The sisters still believed in the power of God, believed that Jesus could help them. Saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned. you notice that Jesus loved them so much? You need to be convinced that God loves you. And mean well for you. In the spirit. And was troubled. And he said. Where have you laid him? They said to him. Lord come and see. Jesus wept. You must be convinced that God loves you. When you cry. He cried with you. When you suffer. He understands your suffering. God is in control. He knows about your suffering. And He loved you so much. And Jesus said, I'm going to go to the tomb. In other words, you must allow the Almighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come into your situation. Instead of trying to use your own brain to figure things out, try to resolve the problem on your own. You say, God, I cannot handle this. This is an impossible situation. Lord Jesus Come with me to the tomb. Come with me to where the problem is. Where you can feel the stinky body of Lazarus. I invite you to get involved into my situation. You are the almighty God. I believe you bow down to Jesus and you remind yourself, my God is still my God. He still sits on the throne. He is still the creator of the universe. He made my body and He can change my body. He can heal my sickness. He is more powerful than the problem I'm facing right now. He is greater than the addiction that I have. He is more bigger than the problem that I'm facing right now. He is still my Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. He is still Jehovah Rafa, my healer. He is still... The El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. Remind yourself every day how big your God is, how big Jesus is. Remind yourself instead of giving up and walk away and get mad at God. He's the all-powerful creator who still sits on the throne. Let me read the scripture to you, how big he is. I want to show you how big God is. Second Chronicle chapter 32 verse 21. And the Lord sent an angel who destroyed every mighty warrior, commander and officer in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned in chain to his own land. And when he had entered the temple of his God, some of his own children killed him there with the sword. One angel took down the whole army. One angel of God. Second King 1935. That night the angel of the Lord went out and put to death a hundred and eighty five thousand men in the Assyrian camp. One angel only can get rid of one hundred and eighty five thousand soldiers. How big our God is. One angel. Wow. You need to remind yourself, my God is great. My God is big. He is all powerful. He still sits on the throne. He can turn the situation around for me. I am in the palm of His hand. He knows how to get me to my destiny. He knows how to save my life and to heal my sickness. Amen? Amen? You need, to do what the Bible says. Let me continue to read the story about Martha and Lazarus. John chapter 11, 38, the Bible says, Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, come to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, in verse 39, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time... There is a stench, it's stinky, for he had been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he has said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died, come out, bow hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, lose him and let him go. Jesus raised him from the dead. Another principle we learn here, not only that we must have faith, not only that we have to confess, not only that we need to invite Jesus to come in to be involved in our dead situation, impossible situation, but we need to obey him. Jesus said, roll the stone out. And Martha was thinking, was talking, but it stinks. Four days already, she argued. She did not listen right away. And it really st- stinky, the smell in that place. Lazarus has died for four days. My dear brother and sister, when you allow Jesus to get involved with you in your impossible situation, the next step is to listen to his spirit. Maybe you have been in bankruptcy. You have lost your business. You get into the terrible divorce. Maybe your friend walked away from you. And you may have all kinds of excuse to say, wow, this is it. This is done. No way I can come out from this. But God said to you, calm down. Forgive your friend. Forgive your ex-husband. Let him go. Don't hold God against him. And you listen to his voice and you take care of that. You need to obey what the Lord say. The Lord say, roll the stone out. Maybe for you, not the stone. Maybe for you, forgive your ex-husband. Maybe for you, some of you keep losing your job and the Lord speak to you. From now on, this new job, don't argue with your boss. Go to work before time. Work hard. If your boss says something, don't say, I am more smart than you. That's why you get fired all the time. Because you think you are more smarter than your boss. The Lord may speak to you something, and you need to obey. So after the new job come in, when the boss say right, yes. When the boss say left, yes. You don't say, you're so dumb, boss. I know more than you. Then the next day, they fire you. My brother, and sister You invite Jesus to come in to get involved, and then you're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. He's going to tell you what to do. Next Sunday, I'm going to continue the series called Being Led by the Holy Spirit again. Forgive those who hurt you. You will see the breakthrough, the supernatural breakthrough. Maybe your dream has died. Maybe you gave up the promise of God. The failure that you faced two to three times really stinks. And you say, I give up. Don't give up. But press in. It may not be pretty, maybe a mess, but you deal with it. You just say, God, tell me what to do. Show me, and I'm going to obey you. You may have some setback in your life, and it happened to you many times, but I want to tell you, it's not the sign that God doesn't care. God knows what he is doing. He still cares for you. He still loves you. Heaven may seem silent to you. But it doesn't mean that God doesn't care. Jesus wept. Jesus knows your suffering. He is closely watching over you. But His plan is better than your own plan. Don't settle where you are. Just continue to walk by faith. Don't be discouraged. Don't be bitter against God. Don't settle where you are. Just believe. Even though it stinks, even though it smells bad, it's like a stench, it's like a mess. But you say, God, I will rise up in faith. I want to thank you, Lord, that even though the situation looks so impossible for me, I have failed so many times. I tried to pass the tests in my school so many times, and I failed, I could not get my license To do my work, but I'm not going to give up, even though the odds are against me. I believe and I declare that you can help me and fulfill my destiny. I believe that even now you can change things in my life in my favor and you can resurrect my dead situation. Don't talk yourself out of the promise of God, don't give any excuses. Don't give excuse like, "Oh Jesus, you know He had died for four days already." Oh, I have tried so many times that I failed. I think I'm going to give up. I have all kinds of excuses. Get rid of all the excuses. You serve the supernatural God. And it may take a long time. It looked like it's delay, it looked like very hard for you to stay in faith, but keep going on. keeping your faith. Keep doing the right thing. Keep praying. And eventually, God going to show up at his right time. I believe that Jesus showed up on the fourth day for a good reason. I want to tell you the reason right now so that you know that Jesus did not ignore the situation. In that generation, the Sadducees hated Jesus. They did not listen to his word. They looked down on him. And the belief of the Sadducees at that time, they believed this way, that the spirit of a man who died, would not leave the body until the third day. So if he came to raise Lazarus up on the third day, they would argue that, oh, this is a fluke. He's still alive. So he chose the fourth day to prove to Martha and Mary all of their critics, their friends, their relatives, and their co-workers, hey, this is a real miracle. No one can argue that God's glory show up there. And your critics, your relatives, your friends, and your co-workers cannot argue with you that your God is the one who performed the miracle for you. God knows what he is doing all along. Amen? Many of you may be thinking, God, I pray, I kneel down in my bedroom. I want you to do this for me. And God doesn't show up. You know why? Because you think that your miracle gonna come your way and at your timetable. But it doesn't come your way and your timetable. It gonna come His way and His timetable. Maybe you pray, God, I need a healing. Sound good to me, healing. But God say, no, I have something better in my mind. Resurrection. Better than healing. So God, knows what He is doing, and He has a better plan. He saw the whole big picture. You don't see the whole picture. He knows everything. Therefore, don't get discouraged. He has a better plan for your life. Amen? Don't give up. Don't settle down in the negative things, in defeat and in lack. But always believe that God is going to come true for you. Everyone say, God knows what He is doing. Amen? Some single mom. She has to raise her kids by herself. She works. She is the only breadwinner. This is a true story. And one day she lost her job. And she owned a house. She paying mortgage. After she lost her job, she prayed to God, God, you know, I really need, need to raise my kids. I need to have money to pay my mortgage. Please help me to pay my mortgage. To give me a job. But, the condition got worse. Eventually, the bank took her house away. And the house was put on the auction by the bank. She was so sad on the inside of her. She was so depressed that she lost her house, she lost her job, and she did not have enough money. She showed up in the auction where four four foreclosure houses were on the sale. She was sitting there weeping. Look at the picture of her house. Another lady was sitting beside her and turned to her and said, why are you crying? Tell me the story. And she shared that I lost my house. I lost my job. I could not pay my mortgage. And that lady asked, which house on there? She pointed a finger to the house. So when her house came up for the auction, that lady kept bidding, 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 bidding until that lady got the house, get the deed into her hand. That lady turned to this single mom and say, I believe in the beginning God sent me here to get the house for my son. But now I know that God sent me here to get the house back to you. This is the deed of the house. You own this house now free and no more debt. Go for it. That might be a billionaire lady or something. She just gave that house back to the lady. That lady was thinking about just paying the mortgage. But God has a better plan. God say, no, not mortgage. Free and clear. You own that house, no more mortgage. Amen? Everyone say, God has better plan. I just have a situation that happened yesterday. A couple years ago, one young man came into this church, got saved, got touched by the fire of God, on fire. But he has to go back home to Thailand because of the visa situation. After he left the church, went back to Thailand, he completely backslid. He got into women, money, and about maybe nine months ago, he got into a gang. When I went to Thailand... I never saw him in a meeting. He backslid. I, he is like my son. I pray for him. Lord, I believe. I see that the situation is impossible. This young man is pursuing money, woman, and position, and fame. He left the church. I did not see him anymore for two years. But I know God. I pray for him. Even now, you can save this man. It doesn't matter how difficult the situation is. The odds is against all of us and also it looks impossible for this man to come back to God. Two days ago, before the new year, I got the text from his sister. Can I give you contact information? I said yes. Yesterday, he called me from Thailand. This is a video call. He told me, Pastor, I want to call you to say sorry and ask you for forgiveness. What happened? I got into a gangster. I got into mafia group. And really bad. Money, woman, everything. In the past six months, eight months ago. But one day, I was standing at the ATM machine and God told me, I think he still believed, but he got backslid. God told me to turn back. So I turned back and saw a motorcycle with a guy with the black cover on the face, on the head. He knows right away, I'm in trouble. So he turned back, and the guy pulled the gun out, going to shoot him. He pushed the motorcycle. The motorcycle shifted, and he ran away, so the guy could not shoot him, and he was saved. After that event, he knew, and he knew, Money, fame, woman cannot save my life. God saved me. God really saved me. Because God told him to turn around. Three months later, he preached. He evangelized. He saved 30 people. And all these people were gangsters. With tattoos. With all these people that I passed aloud could not reach out to them. Only young people could reach out to them. And he said that he gonna spend about two thousand dollars a month to put up the website to put in the high in the Google to reach out to young people in Bangkok who got into sin and into bad problem. And he know how to speak to them. He told me the story that one young new believer come in because he witnessed to them. This is like a nineteen years old boy. The man that I've talked about may be about twenty six years old. Nineteen years old boy got saved listen to our preaching in the YouTube seven hours a day, 19 years old. And uh, he was talking and he re- reconciled to his mom and dad because they hate each other before. He went back and hugged his mom and dad. And then suddenly somebody showed up in, the mo- in that video. The man was standing there, the 19 years old boy. A boy. He said, Pastor Lau, thank you so much for your teaching. I'm safe now. God changed me so much in the past couple months. I love my dad and my mom now. I was sitting there watching. Wow. God did not only save this man, but now he made this man as an evangelist. And now he wants to be a pastor. And he said that he witnessed to the mom of his friend. This is like a gangster friend. And he led this woman to Christ. The older lady, the mom. And then suddenly... He opened the Bible and showed the scripture. These people never read the Bible. They were Buddhists, okay? They never read the Bible. Open the scripture, and the scripture say this way. When the singer of Solomon began to sing, God is good, the cloud of glory came down. So when he read that scripture to this brand new believer, he said, God is good. Suddenly the fire of God hit that woman. This is in the home. She cried, and she got drunk in the Holy Spirit. Brand new believer. And she gave her life to Jesus and repent of her sin. We don't have to spend five more years to get this woman to believe in God, my dear brother sister. God is a good God. Amen. When you see the impossible situation, you must have the faith like Martha. You say that even now, I believe you can turn the situation, you can heal the sickness. You can set me free from death. You can bless me so that I can bless the nation. And not only really that, I will be even coming out better than before. You invite Jesus to get involved in your life. You listen to his voice, the voice of the Spirit. And you obey him. Seek the kingdom of God first. Pass the test of faith. Pass the test of time. Don't give up. Don't give any excuses. Don't settle in the defeat and in the sickness. You keep fighting, standing up in faith, and I believe and I declare, you shall enter into your full destiny. Your dream will be fulfilled by God. The promise of God shall come true for you, and you're going to see the supernatural breakthrough in your life, and you're going to rise up and be the blessing to many people. How many people will say, I will practice what I learned today? How many people believe this is a good message for the new year? That you're going to do this from year 2017 on? Amen. How many people say, I believe now God can? How many people are going to stand firm in your faith from now on? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's stand up and ask the Lord together. I don't know whether the children program is done yet. Can somebody go and get all the children here? All the children in the children program. Get them here. I'd like to pray to bless all of you, and we're going to speak the word of faith together. And after that, we're going to speak the blessing upon the children. I did not plan this before. God told me to do it. We're going to speak the word of blessing, the word of power upon our children in this church. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's get the children here. Get all the children into the front here. And all the parents going to speak with me because we need to practice what Martha did. Even though your children may not look like they're going to serve God, but we're going to speak it. That even now, our children are going to serve the Lord. They're going to love God. Amen? Hallelujah. All the children come to the front. Baby too. All age come here. All the age of children come in the front. Thank you, Jesus. Children, I as your pastor and all your parents going to speak the word of blessing on you on January 1st today. We're going to speak the word of faith the word, the word of victory, the word of blessing upon you, and I believe that God answered our prayer. The what we say gonna happen in your life, Amen. Everyone confess with me. First, all the doubt, my God, my God, is a big God, it's a big God, supernatural God, supernatural God. He split the Red Sea, He split the Red Sea. He gave manna, He gave manna from the sky. He is the God of Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob. He is the Father of Jesus Christ, Christ. our Lord and Savior. Savior. He is the Almighty God. God. He is El Shaddai, Shaddai. the good God, the God God of more than enough. enough. He He is my Jehovah Jireh. He is the God who provides. He is my Jehovah Rapha. Rapha. He is the God God. who heals me. He is the supernatural God. God. He loves us so much. He He has a good plan for our life. He is the God of the breakthrough. breakthrough. We believe believe. And and we confess That even now, now, the impossible situation situation shall be turned around. around. You shall perform miracles miracles. in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Heaven support us. us. On January 1st, year 2017, 2017. we believe believe and declare declare. God, God, God listen to us. Now we're going to bless our children, okay? Stretch out your hand together and bless the children. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, heaven. we believe believe. the power of life and death is in the tongue. tongue. Now we believe believe. that when we speak words of faith upon our children, It shall happen. When we agree together in the church, heaven will support. Heaven will answer. So now we bless our children of every single home. Bless them indeed. Lord, stretch your hand. And put your hand upon them. Give them bigger territory. Give them success. Make them mighty in the land. They will know you. They will love you. They will love holiness. They will hate sin. They will serve Jesus. They will not serve Satan. They shall be the head, not the tail. They shall be above, not beneath. Bless them indeed with the blessing of Abraham. They shall do very well. They shall be successful in their education, in their job. They shall have the favor of God crowded on them you shall put the seed of greatness into their life you shall breathe life into them their destiny shall be fulfilled they shall love the kingdom of God seek the kingdom of God first whatever the enemy try to hurt them we ask your angels To protect them, guide them, give them wisdom, give them understanding, help them to be filled with the Holy Spirit, be led by the Spirit, help them to understand your word. There will be people of God's own heart. More grace upon our children. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Do you receive? All the children, do you receive? Amen. You receive? You believe? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Turn to people around you and say, God bless you. God loves you. Thank you for being here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you.